I can't hear two noises. All right? Would to God you would bear with me in my little in my folly, and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with a godly jealousy. I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means, hallelujah, hmm, as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. You may be seated. For I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguile Eve through his subtility, so your mind shall be corrupt from the simplicity which is in Christ Jesus. Tonight we want to study one word. Temptation. Everything rise and fall on that one word. Every person in our world, kings, military governors, generals, preachers, saints, demons, <laughs> magistrate, governors, you name them. Every child that comes from the mother's womb will have to face that word, temptation. Some win, some lose. There's a story told about a little boy who went into a store, and in that store... The owner noticed he stood by the cookie jar, and the owner called out to him and said, Hey, I know what you're doing. He said, What are you doing? He said, Nothing, sir. He says, You are stealing the cookies. He said, No, sir. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. Seems like kids always get in trouble without word temptation. The mother crawled to her son and said, Son! Son! Uh, it's time for lunch. Come on over. I'm coming, Mom. And five minutes went by. He's not showing up. Come on, son! It's time for lunch. What are you doing? Why you can't come? His hand is caught in the jar. He can't get it out. I'm wrestling with temptation. In other words, he got caught. He can't loosen himself. But what is temptation? Now, we could go to Webster. We could go to Lexicon, like so many people would do. Or we could go to Google. You know, Brother Google will tell you. Or other computer and books, etc. But the Bible will be the best defining to tell us what it is. And I won't take it to the book of James. Sixty-five times in the Bible I counted tonight, the word temptation is used or referred to directly temptation. 
We today laugh at the joke that says, it's not a joke really, but we say it. The devil made me do it. And we give him a lot of credit that doesn't belong to him. He may, he may be clever, but he's not all-powerful. He's not omniscient. He's not all-knowing. But there's every tool that he has that's more powerful than discouragement is a tool called temptation. It has slain its ten thousand. Discouragement of slain its thousand, but temptation of slain its tens of thousands. And whether you're a sinner or a saint, whether you're in the church, outside the church, you're going to have to deal with it. And he will never quit until you're in the grave. The only person that does not have to deal with temptation is the guy in the coffin. He has no power to tempt him or to get access to him because his faith is sealed. But James, is he satiring us or is he trying to sanctify us? In James 1.12, he said, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. Oh, wow. That means not going to quit. You're going to hang around for a while. Endurance means you're hanging in there while it's being applied. For when he's tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Beautiful promise. Which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. In other words, people who heal the temptation don't love him. That's the implication there. Verse 13. Let no man say when he's tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Because he defined evil. Neither tempt he any man. So we can't say, well, God let me do it. Or God caused me to go that direction. Because he doesn't tempt any man. God tempts no man. But every man, every man is tempted. Every man is tempted when he's drawn away from his own lust. What is lust? An insatiable desire for that which may even be contrary to God. And entice. Now, every man is tempted. So you're not an exception to the rule. Every mean, every living creature, every male and female, when he's tempted, it's because he's drawn away from his own lust. We call that triggers. We call that uh, booby traps. Whatever you want to call it, it's fine. God says, it's just, when you're drawn away, you're attracted back to what you're drawn away from. He says, and entice. Now, where enticement means, hey, I'm, I'm throwing a bait. You know, say to use a bait. And he observes us, then he hangs out with us or watches us for a while, study our habits, our movements, and then he will tailor the right bait for different individuals. And then he uses that bait to appeal to us and you don't always know it's a bait until you fall for it. 
Once we fall for it, then we struggle with it. Once we struggle with it, we're entrapped by it because we yield to it. Because once it got you, you can't get rid of it. You have power when it's not in you, but once it gets in. And that's why it says, pray that you enter not into temptation. When you're outside of it, you got power. When you're in it, it's harder to get away from it. Because you take one lie to cover another lie, another lie. But once you're not in it, it's easier to overcome it. But every man is tempted. So it's back up here. He says, if I can endure temptation, when I, I mean I'm being tried, either I'm being tried or I'm being tripped up. There's a crown of life. That's an incentive to overcome. God gives me an incentive, so obviously he's not responsible for what's happened to me. But the response will be if I am successful defeating what I'm being tempted with, there is a crown of life. In other words, you are not going to go to hell. So when you're tempted, mark it down. I'm not involved in you being set up for a temptation. In other words, I'm not interested in your fall. I'm interested in your standing. But it says, when you're tempted, I have no involvement in that situation. I'm not involved in you being tempted or being tested. But, it says, look, uh, I tempt no man with evil. No man. But every man, every man, every one of you in these pews right now are being tempted with something or another. I have no idea whether this not my business, but you're dealing with it. Thoughts, actions, inactions. God says, every man, every man, every person, when you're drawn away from a certain lifestyle, you're being pulled back to it. It's an it's a act of enticement. He said, but if we entertain it, and give birth to it by conception, then it always ends up becoming sin. Meaning that temptation is not sin. It's the yielding and the conception of it, conceiving it, that brings forth sin. When it's finished, it brings forth death. In other words, the end of that individual, eventually, is going to die. Because the ways of sin is death. Then, Paul, then, then James said, my brethren, don't err. Now, you see, we don't have to mess up, but we do get messed up. Because the Bible says, he is able to keep Christians from falling and to present us faultless. Now, here's the irony. James said to us in chapter 1 and verse 2, count it all joy. I must count it joy. Without being tempted? But James says, yes. Count it all joy. Wow, I've been tempted. Wow, wow, I feel like dancing. I'm being tempted. Why is that happening? I'm being tempted. Count it all joy. Do a jig and a dance. What to see? When you fall into temptation. Oh. I must count it joy? Yes. What's James saying? Invited? No. James is talking about the end results of an overcomer. James is saying it's not the temptation that I'm asking you to be happy over. It's the outcome of the successful overcoming it. The crown of life, the joy, the prize that comes afterwards. You are anticipating a reward. 
Because you come through with flying colors. You overcome the wicked one. Now, there are many types and categories of temptation. Let me list a few that I found in the Bible. Here's one. It's called the hour of temptation. An hour of temptation. Now, I could elaborate on each one, but I won't right now. I will never get finished. Revelation 3.10. Then there's one called the great temptation. Deuteronomy 29 and verse 3. And one called joyful temptation. My, James 1, 2. And then one called being tempted. Hebrews 2, 18. Listen to this one. Manifold temptations. Wow. That means there's a whole lot intertwined together. After one is finished, another one starts up. 1 Peter 1, 6. Then there are one, others called diverse temptations. I mean, there. There's a variety coming at you. James 1, 2. Another one called all points tempted. That means there are many points being tempted. Hebrews 4, 15. And then one called plainly just temptations. Plural. 2 Peter 2, 9. Then there is temptation that's taken you. I'm taken. I'm a captive like Job was. 1 Corinthians 10, 3, or 13. And then we hear the one called common to man temptation. Wow. Chapter 10, verse 13, 1 Corinthians. And then the one called with the temptation. Same chapter, same book. Another one called fall into temptation. 1 Timothy 6, 9. Now, Lord, which one am I, am I in? When you're in it, you don't care which one it is. You just know you're in it. <laughs> you ain't got time to categorize it. You just know you're, you're being tempted. Hello? But one thing I want to tell you tonight, it's common to man. There's no super Christian here. There's no super person anywhere. But it's a matter, it's a fight for survival. It's a fight for continuance and for the prize. Now we know that temptation have escaped route. The Bible says it has. In other words, God says, I may escape route. For example, first Corinthians thirteen it says here, it's common to men. I realize now I'm not special. I can't see this as a, I wish I was like Brother Job. I wish I was like Brother Elijah or Brother Peter. It's common. It happened before. It's not new. And God says, I'm able to bear it. So if I don't, let it mean I gave up. I gave in. First Corinthians ten thirteen says you're able to bear it. That same chapter, same verse says, God said, I will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able to bear. You can walk away. You can resist. You can give up and walk away if you want to, or give up. And God says, with that temptation, I'll show the escape a hatch. Better than you need could. You can walk away. There's always escape. If you look for it, there's a way out. And God says, you are able to bear it. Chapter 10 and verse 13 of 1 Corinthians. But the important thing is, it's common to men. 
So why is Sister so-and-so still in for God and so-and-so is not? It's not because God is partial. They have common salvation. But they don't use the same armory. They don't follow the same escape route. God said you're able to bear it. Now, God said when you pray, one of the reasons why we pray, He says, pray that you enter not into what? Temptation. Because once you go in there, honey, it's like walking in a dark room. It's, it's bumping all the way. So there is a time when you're not there, and there's a time when you enter it. If I go down to diggers asking for trouble, I'm exposing myself to porn. I'm exposing myself to alcoholism. If I stay home, there's no porn in my house. There's no alcohol in my house. But if I go down to diggers, what do you think I'm doing? I'm entering into temptation. I'm going into it. If I go to the whorehouse, what do you think I'm doing? I'm entering into temptation. If I go into the bar, I'm entering into temptation. If I stay away from it, I'm staying from temptation. So it's something you can enter in or not enter into. Samson lost his hair because he entered into it. He didn't come to him. He went into it. So we pray, Lord, that we enter not in temptation. Now, Look at this. We have a, a little pilot person here called Jesus Christ, the man Christ Jesus. Not the God Christ Jesus, the man Christ Jesus. And by the way, he's going to split personality with a man, also God. But he didn't use his God power to deliver himself. Otherwise, he couldn't tell me, overcome. He says, he overcome. All right? But it says, he was in all point tempted as we are. He's assuming that I can do what he did. Yet without sin. Now Jesus was tempted after a spiritual high. You see people who are dynamic, preach good, effective, and tomorrow do terrible things. Amen. He, blew, he lift them up and blow them out. And there are those who are very, like Jesus was, extremely weak. Here's Jesus Christ being baptized at Jordan, filled with the Holy Spirit, and led by the, the Spirit to go up in the mountain and be tempted. I mean, he's on a spiritual high. But at the same time, he's physically weak. Because he's hungry. Forty days he hasn't eaten. My friend, I can't even stand two hours of food. But I better start griping and growling. That's why I'm poor faster. And if I was a forced fast. I was confessing my sins. But 40 days, no food, no water, no drink. And guess who showed up? Chief adversary number one, the devil. Satan showed up with Christ on a spiritual high. Oh, I watched Brent's work. guys collapse, fall in condemnation. They get high and mighty. Like Uzziah walked in the temple and decided to push away authority and take over by espionage or hijacking the ministry. They ended up with leprosy. And they're kicked out. At a spiritual high, they fell. But it also happened when you're also physically weak. Because Jesus Christ is hungry. He's got his greatest need. He's hungry. He hasn't drank anything. And he's hungry and thirsting. And they were showed up. Amen. 
And also, the devil also showed up when he was all alone. If there's ever a time that can get you, friend, is when you feel down and weak, and you're all by yourself. And there's no one else around. It's poor me, poor I. Just the right condition to justify your sins. Justify what you're doing, what you should not be doing. So the devil chose three important points in our life. When you're on a spiritual high, or when you're physically weary, or when you're all by yourself. Those are the three major areas that come at you. Lonely, physically weary, or spiritually high. You're high and mighty. You know, you you're the spiritual Hercules. And he attacked Jesus. Here's how he attacked him. By suggestion. They didn't say you're not the son of God. He said, if you are. He questioned his authority as a converted son of God. He said, if you really are the son of God, hello, if you really have all this power, in other words, here you are going to demonstrate to us how good you are, right? So you walk in the cemetery and start playing with devils. You're going to come back infested with more devils. <laughs> Hello? Because you entered into temptation. Now, Jesus Christ was led into by the Spirit. Why? To be a role model to us. And those are the three highest points you're going to be tested. When you feel like you're so spiritual that you know more than everybody else. Or, when you're the weakest physically... Distress and strength. Your knees are the greatest. Or when you're all by yourself and you're feeling self pity. But how did Jesus overcome him? Did he call for soldiers and leading of angels? No. He simply resorted to the written word. He said, It is written. Three times Satan attacked him when he's most vulnerable with. Temptation. Great temptation. And Jesus Christ simply resorted not to Webster Dictionary Lexicon or Greek or Hebrew. He just said, Satan, it is written. He just quoted Scripture. And the Bible said the devil left him for a season. Luke 22, 28. The devil left him for a season. Jesus talked about my temptation. My temptations. I'm so glad I got somebody who has been there, done that, know how it is, and can talk from experience. Ben, it says, My temptation. He admit he had temptation. Is that right? But here we are in Revelation chapter 3 in turn. It says, I will keep thee from the hour of temptation. That's why we pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation. In other words, God, keep me from the hour of temptation. I don't need to be tried. Please don't, don't put me there. But if you do, don't take me to the break point. Make sure I'm able to bear it. Whatever you go through right now, you can bear it. Otherwise, it would never have permission to happen. God didn't tell the devil to destroy Joseph. Is how far you go and no further. Amen. All right, we read, it says, that Christ himself being tempted 
Hebrews 2 and verse 18 says, He himself was tempted. I'm so glad I know that Jesus Christ knows what I'm talking about. So, Lord, I'm being tempted. Lord, help me! I'm crying for reinforcement. I realize I need it. I'm going to cry out for it. Hebrews 4, 15 says, We have not a high priest who have not experienced all the points of temptation. Whatever you name right now has happened to you, he been there. I'm glad to know that. Done that. But here's what temptation involved also. I like this one. It says, And Satan rose up to provoke Israel. Temptation is nothing more than provocation. That's what it is. You're being provoked. What do you think is happening? To make you curse? To make you sin? To make you blaspheme? And once you do it, it's all over. You take one giving in to destroy the whole thing. All the fights you put up. All the fights you put up. Just take one little chink in the, in the armory and make it give up. You're done. He knows it. Walked away. I got him. And you can't erase the fact. You failed. Praise God. In First Chronicles 21, and run, and Satan stood up against Israel and provoked David to number Israel. See? Suggestion. That's all temptation is. Suggestion. To ask you to do the forbidden. He knows he's not supposed to do it. He himself won't do it. We're going to ask you to do it. Hoping to overthrow you. He provoked him. You know provoke mean? No, just keep bugging you, bugging you, pushing at you, doing it to get you mad. And so, Peniah almost destroyed Anna. Anna said, you know, I can't take this no more. I'm being provoked in my own house. I'm going to go and see who? God! And she took it to the altar. When Jehoshaphat was provoked by the the king of, of the Syrian, without a cause. He took the provocation to the altar. He said, God, I don't know what to do. I need guidance. <laughs> when Jesus is going to be betrayed by Judas, he is going to do it. He called for a prayer meeting. And said, boys, you better pray with me because that you enter not in temptation. And they didn't listen to him. So he said, okay, sleep on. i got to pray. Because they're coming to get me. <laughs> you want to cross Jesus' mind? This cross is mine. I could have called legions of angels. But if he did, he would have failed. He's trying to tell you it crossed his mind. It entered his mind. But didn't attain it. I'll feel like calling and I'll burn them up. <laughs> but he didn't do it. He said, take me. Go ahead. And Peter grabbed the sword because Peter did not pray. He could not handle the temptation. And when the girl provoked him three times, he swore and denied Jesus. Why? He could not handle the provocation because he had not prefaced prayer. Hello? You might as well stay far from Jesus for miles because when you enter there, you enter in temptation because that was Christ's temptation he was faced with. All right? All right, it's said about being drawn away from your own lust and enticed 
wasn't touched me. You see this, Jesus? All this I can give you, Jesus. If you just bow, I'm going to ease your out for you, God. You know, God don't care for you, but I do. Look what I can give you. I can give you a land flow of milk and honey, brother. I'll tell you, it's a whole lot easier coming this way. Why go the way of the cross? That's a mean and indignant way to God. Here's the easy way, Jesus. Just bow. I'll give you all this. Don't tell me it didn't cross the mind of Jesus. What he's saying. He's human. He's human. Why go through all that? You don't have to. Just a little simple bow. No nails. No crown of thorns. No beaten back. You can have all this whole world. You know why he said that? Because he knew that Jesus Christ desired to be a king. But there's a shortcut to the kingdom. He tried to entice him. That's temptation. To get it before the time. People who lack patience are good victim for temptation. Because Satan always have an alternative. He always does. Amen. And so, First John two six twenty six talk about being seduced. Temptation is designed to seduce you. Seduction. Now, the reason why women wear where they dress way above their knees. I know they said none of your business, but it's not true. There's a reason why they do it. They know that's not proper dressing. The reason why they show their bodies and look, man, I can show you a whole lot more to come if you just come my way. The whole intention was to keep the lust of the eye. They know men fall for it and they use it. They bargain with it. Men look at it and men get affected by it, and so they use it. And the whole idea is to entice. It's enticed. It looks good. Ooh. And, you know, and ideas go through their mind. But he's married. So what? Man, right now, look at that. Ooh. Stolen water in the street. And men fell for it. I mean, the Ecclesiastes talk about it. How many men got slain by that? Women also fall for it. Men do. Hello? That's why advertisement is designed to seduce you or entice you. Every ad is a seduction ad. Every ad is an enticement ad. Even to spend money you don't have. To buy things you don't need. And you get you in trouble you didn't have to get into. It's designed to set you up. Oh, you just want a trip to so-and-so. Liar! What's the trap? If I didn't win, you wouldn't call me in the first place. And if it was available, you wouldn't tell me in the first place. So what's the trap? But we don't question those things. And Jezebel is an example of how she seduced servants to commit fornication and eat things. Do you think they resisted her the first time? Sure they did. But she seduced me in constant magnetically pulling towards. Pulling towards. All right? But you know there are some saints in the Bible that they are there for examples for us to learn from. Hebrews chapter 11, 37 tells us about some saints that were songs, stoned, beaten up, kicked up. I don't know if I could endure all that, but they did, and they were tempted. I mean, to pull a knife, pull a sword, and fight them, but they didn't. It's amazing how they did that. So we got some, some heroes among us that we don't pay attention to. But we know one thing, everybody has common access.
one-way street. We all have access to temptation. You may never be rich. You may never sing a song. You may never own gold. But I promise you, you're going to own temptation one day. Rich or poor, beggar or thief, you're going to have it come your way. And so 1 Peter 1, 6 says, there is a temptation call, and some folks go through it, manifold temptation. That means they're all connected. You just won one, and another one came up. And you won that one, and another one came up. And you won that one, and another one came up. And I mean, it seems like there's no end to it. My God, here's Job. Messengers come. It's so sad. Every messenger that came to Job, they all got one day coming. Bad news. Just to wear him down. And when that didn't work, they afflicted him. But James says, count it all joy. Count it joy. Why? The, the temptation? No. The prize. James is talking as if you're going to overcome it. You're going to win the prize. He says, count it all joy. They said, no. Not only count it all joy. He said, you're blessed. Well, I'm going through rough time, tough time, hard time. Because you're lonely. Because you're physically exhausted. And because you're hungry, your needs are not being met. And so your five senses are, are ailing. He said, Come on, joy! Well, how can I, God? Well, God says, You know, that's what He says. And God says, Blessed is the man or the woman that endureth what they're going through. For when you are tried, this is when you're tripped up, when you are tried, he shall receive a crown of life which the Lord has promised to them that love him. Now, God, thank you for your promise, but Jesus, lift the pain off me. If you faint not, you're able to bear it. Well, God, what kind of, what kind of blessing can you get out of this? God said, you're going to be blessed. And so when you're tempted, says, God said, I have no involvement in it. You're just being attacked. I'm not behind this. All this happened to you is not me doing it to you. Even though the devil tells you to curse me, it's not me doing it. It's the devil doing it. Right? Job's wife told the curse the wrong person. Curse God and die. Well, why curse God? God's not doing it. It's the devil. Well, you're going to curse the wrong person. He said, no, no, lady, you can't do that. God giveth. But correction, Job, God does not taketh. <laughs> you're tempted not of God. God don't tempt no man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn from his own lust. Now, here's the beauty. Hope for the people that are being tempted this night or today. The Lord knoweth how <laughs> to deliver the godly out of all their temptations. I know how to pick you out of the pit. <laughs> I know how to take you to the fire and the furnace. I don't deliver you. You're being tempted. 
I found this about temptation. Just one block over, there's something for graduation and promotion. Joseph didn't know that, but all those imprisonment meant palace meant. What he saw prison meant when palace meant was being worked out for him. But while God's working on the promise, the devil is working on you know, provocation. Hallelujah. And though the provocation destroy the promise. Hello? The Lord knows how to deliver us of the temptation. Well, what does he do? He says, I'll make a way of escape. Are you looking for it? Well, God, where is the way, God? Which way is out? Which way is out, God? I'm waiting for it. I'm looking for it, God. I'm still looking, God. I, I don't see you, but okay. I, I'm going to open your eyes eventually. All right. Let's go. Woo. Hello. You know, Joseph could have been so bitter at the king who called for him. Two guys had their dreams by him interpreted, and they forgot him. And he could say, why should I tell the king what his dream meant? Two guys already failed me. Why should I tell the third guy what his Let him go find somebody else. He didn't say that. He said, I will go. God said, I will keep you from the hour of temptation. Now, this could be one of two things. Coming your way down the road is a temptation. Or maybe you're spending one hour in the room of temptation. One hour. Hello. You feel which one it is. But it says, start coming upon the world. Amen? This is amazing. Temptation also means you are being resisted. Zechariah chapter 3 and verse 1. And he showed me Joshua, the high priest... Standing hallelujah, before the end of the Lord, and Joshua don't even know it. And Satan standing at his right hand, not necessarily right here. Right hand means his authority, his power. God gave Christians dominion, authority, and power. To resist him. Then to overthrow him. To resist him. You know what does this mean? Pushing against you. You're, you're trying to get far and he's pushing you back. You make two steps far and he pushes you four steps back. And you're being pushing. I mean, you're in a push situation. Push! And he, and he pushes you back. And you push again. But he doesn't know what's going on. And God, God identified the forces that was acting against this man. Aren't you glad tonight God is putting off the rug and show you what is happening in your life and show you the reason for the season of what you're going through. It's not me, God said. I'm not doing this to you. It's your adversary. Your adversary, the devil, is provoking you. Your adversary, the devil, set this up to, <laughs> amen, to resist you, to overthrow you. Now, you've got to take a stand. And after you've done all, stand. Unmovable. Remember, take a stand. Dig in. Something I move. I'm not giving no place to you, Satan. I'm not giving no This is my house. You don't rule my house. I'm going to pray against you. My weapon is not carnal. I'm not going to fight you with my fists and my claws and my nails. 
I'm not going to fight you with dirty words and curse and swear like Peter. No, no, no. Or some sure. I'm going to do like Jesus. Quote the scripture. Hallelujah. I'm going to resort to the sword of the Spirit and the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of truth. I'm trying to tell you, church, I'm still in the fight. Hallelujah. I might be blooded and beaten up and kicked down, but I'm still in the fight. I'm not out of the ring. I'm still in the circle. Let's praise the Lord. So, Satan, you want me to feel like I'm the only person in the whole church going through this. You're a liar. I think all my saints are going through the same problem. So I may be alone, but I'm not alone in the problem. Hello. Because everybody thinks they're alone. And they're all special in the problem, you know. Why me, oh God, what have I done to deserve Satan's fun? <laughs> Hello. God says He would never allow it to happen if you weren't able to bear it. But God, you know how lonely I am? I'm lonely. I'm getting old. So what? Old for what? So what? I was thinking tonight, two things are certain in life for you and me. Coming of Jesus or death. Nothing else is more sure than those two. And I make up in my mind, I'm not going on a hotel called hell. I'm not going to a resort called Perdition, Lake of Fire. I've had enough sun burning up down here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to a place of the tree of life. Hello? You can bear what you're going through. After you suffer for a while, you will receive the promise. Well, when God what they then that's not faith. <laughs> I want you hanging there while they say, see, God ain't gonna show up. God ain't come. God didn't God didn't answer that. No, no. You know if Job went through all that. Job said, Where is God? See, they can't find it. I sure I said God was lost. He was lost. God wasn't lost. All the time God was just silently watching him. God was watching you, bragging on you. Have you considered my servant Joyce? Jill and Jack? And Susie, go ahead. They ain't going to budge. They're not going to budge. Oh, the curse to your face. Oh, no, they won't. Now, I found out why God didn't make me multimillionaire rich. I dream every night I got a lot of 649. I know God didn't show those numbers, devil did. When I thought, how long will that money last after I get them? Wouldn't last too long, but I lose my soul. Amen. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare. Okay, if you want to have a snare and temptation, you might as well tell us, Lord, I don't care. Let me rich, God. Let me, let me rich. I want to be rich. I want to have millions. Oh, God. If you want right now, stand right now. Please stand right now. And you shall receive what you ask for. Israel said, would to God die in the wilderness, and they died in the wilderness. And if you said to God, God, would to God make me rich right now? I don't care about temptation. Just give me the riches right now. I want it right now. So 
stuff we got it together. You all understand right now get it. It's just temptation and snare. You know snare is a trap. And many foods hurtful us, but drown men in destruction and perdition. Alright? But Jesus said to the twelve or eleven, You continue with me in my what? In my temptation. Alright? Now, if that's true, I wonder what happened. Make sure you guys post your camera really good enough. The wonderful pictures. I try to draw women. It's always hard to draw women. There's so many curves in their bodies, hard to get them all. But there's a woman right there. I try to draw her. Man is easy to draw a man, straight as a ladder. <coughs> Not hard to draw a man. But draw a woman is pretty tough. Hallelujah. <laughs> look, at, look at the picture. Tree of life. You know, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Did anybody ever ask the question, why didn't Satan provoke Israel, I mean provoke these people, Adam and Eve, to go to the tree of life? It was not forbidden. It was in the allowable. Only one tree was forbidden, and all the rest were allowable. Go to anyone you want. Pick what you choose. Why do we always pick the ungodly over the godly? Why do Christians leave godly women and marry ungodly women? What's wrong with Samson? What does he do with that girl? She may be pretty, but she's a serpent. <laughs> Hello? Well, I lost you now. I lost you now. I told her, looks is deceiving. You can't go by looks. You know, if someone walks in church, man, clean cut, clean shaved, have the right haircut and the right suit, right dress on. I said, boy, oh, there you go to the Pentecostal, and that could be an Al Capone's sister. Because it pleased you doesn't mean it pleased God. And the people we think would never be saved the one God wants. Because he's not watching the fabric on the outside. He was on the heart on the inside. And he knows the difference. And everybody cursed Jacob, how bad he is. Nobody go after Esau, but Esau was the bad guy. Esau was a fornicator. He was a profane person. He was the ungodly. Hello? Esau was ten times worse. But nobody preached about him. Always badgering up Jacob. Jacob, the supplanted Jacob. But God loved Jacob. He knew how to repent. He was an altar builder. Hello? Hello? And I pray to God this church didn't get deceived by those looks only. Because you wear your dress down below your knee don't mean you're okay. Hello? Are you hair up? Don't mean you're all right. Are you clean shaven? Don't mean you're okay. No! God knows what's in man. And temptation wins it out. Hello? Now, here's this old serpent. Read the scripture. He was subtle. If God loves you, you wouldn't be going through this. If God was for you, you ever heard that talk to you? Let your God rescue you. Let your God deliver you. Where is your God? 
read the psalm that David talked about it. Oh, they mocked him. Let your God come and deliver you. Let your God help you. Let you. And see that the wicked always prosper while the righteous are in the gutter. It seemed like God has abandoned us. Now He has to abandon us. If you wait long enough, or you go in the house of the Lord, do you see the difference? Hello. Amen. Every man is tempted. So you're, you belong with everybody else. Now, James said you can fall into temptation and you can fall out of temptation. This is, this is awesome. James 1, 2, fall into temptation. And Second Peter 2, 9, out of temptation. Into temptation. Out of temptation. I was brought into temptation, but I'm escaping out of temptation. Thank God I'm not locked in. One guy told the bishop, said, Bishop, I'm going through hell. So good brother, just don't stop. Keep walking. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just keep on walking. You ever had a time in your life, it seemed like you go from one problem to another problem, from one crisis to another crisis? What is happening? The devil try to overthrow you, try to provoke you, to make you feel like God has abandoned you. You get sick and you pray, and the more you pray, the worse it gets. How about people said to me, Pastor, how come you pray for folks and they're not healed? Well, the apostle did. Not true. Not true. The Bible says Paul left Arapadus sick. Why didn't he raise him up? Wasn't Paul sick also? With his eyes? How many times did he pray for deliverance? He said three times. He's counting. <laughs> you think Paul didn't say, Well, God, if I'm a chosen vessel, why don't you heal me? God said, You're a chosen vessel, but not for this situation. Hello? And Paul, the Bible said, prayed three times. And who was buffeting him? Was it God? No, it was Satan. A messenger of Satan. Sometimes the devil comes through your husband, through your wife, through your kids, through a girlfriend, a boyfriend, your boss, and anything. He doesn't care what he works through. He will work through it. Just to provoke you. To unsettle you. Get you all uneasy. Make you sin. Then he laughs. Or break up your home. Now the devil sent a messenger to Paul. Help me! Deliver me! And God says, No! You can bear it. The church, God told his church, You will have temptation ten days. This is how deliver you. He says, Endure it! And I'll give you kind of life. What if God don't deliver you? We're going to quit on him? What are the options? If God don't give you what you want, that girl you want, or the guy you want, or the job you want, you're going to quit on him? If God don't give you the house you want, you're going to quit on him? God doesn't have to rub a stamp our wishes. Hello? Acts 20 19, Paul says, The temptation that befell me Lots of them brought me to my knees. 
tears and crying. Oh, God. You have paid me for like you're in hell? I have. And boy, I said, God, I just learned a lesson. I don't want to go to hell. Because if I stay up here, I know I get delivered somewhere. Either you or the doctor are going to help me, but down there, nobody's going to help me. But I got a taste of hell. I said, I'm not going there, Jesus. I got an incentive to stay alive in the faith. Hello. God says He's able to succor you. But God, I can't go through. God, oh God. God says, succor me and support you. I'm going to support you. And when Jesus was crying, the Bible said, angels came and strengthened Him. You know why you last so long? Because you're not on your own. You see footprints in the sand, you think that your footprint is His. He's the one carrying on His back. In all their affliction, He was afflicted. Now, I know you're going to come and pray and say, God, oh God, I've got this problem at home. Will you please deliver me? And He may not deliver you. The more, the more you pray, the worse it gets. The more nasty they become. The more wrath poured at you. Well, well, God, you abandoned me. No, God didn't abandon you. He said, you can bear it. Because I know where your break point is. You're not there. But I don't like it. The cross is uneasy. Which, which way should I stay? Which position on the cross should I hang on to? I mean, every time I turn different ways, even the way I turn is painful. It's hurting me. I don't care which. I find no comfort. There's no comfort in temptation. It just hurts. Hello. Praise God. Temptation is not sin. Because temptation is an idea or a provocation or enticement or an alluring to go in a direction that's contrary to the Word of God. And it's not in your best interest to go that route. Amen. Praise the Lord. And so, it's the human sin. The only sin I know, the Bible says of the body, is fornication or adultery. That sin is of the body. And God says He will judge that Himself. Now, here's how it works. Satan provoked you or me. Or he enticed us. It's all the devil doing this. Or he seduced, like he seduced Eve. And Eve seduced her husband. Hello. And then deception comes in. Hello. Now, how does the devil work temptation? The lust of the eye. My eyes affect my heart. What I see going to affect my heart. Why women dress to attach men because it affects their heart. That's why she do it. And Job said, I make covenant with my eye. Why should I look upon a maid? The flesh, the flesh means your carnal gratification. We want to gratify, even though it doesn't satisfy God's word. We want to gratify the flesh. We can't say, no, this is forbidden. The part of life is we can't admit that we messed up. We use alibis. We use escapism. We lie to ourselves. Oh, I, I don't want to get married. Then why are you running with this guy? Well, I don't want that job. Then why, why are you stealing down here? Actions and words not matching. Pride. Hurt people. Now, who's tempted? Everybody. It's coming to man. Every man is tempted. Hello? So God said, 
Don't think it's strange. Don't think it's strange. One thing about God, when you go to God, don't be sophisticated. Don't try to impress Him because He knows you're just a bunch of clay. And He knows what's in us. Come frank with God. Talk to Him. I mean, like plain, plain. Don't worry about the grammar. He can fix that up. But the impact of temptation is to get you to sin against God or to wrong your own soul. Or to break up your family. Make you lose your job. You know, some people on the tithe, you know, I watch people lie all the time on tithe envelope. I don't know how I can... This church has a lot of dead people. You know that? A lot of people lie on tithe envelope. Tithe. Ten dollars. You liar. You make three thousand a month and you put ten dollars a tithe. You're lying. And ask, ask, where's the God of N? That's a sapphire. Why is he sleeping? I said, no, I'm not sleeping. I got some later. I said, the cemetery's full. There's no more room. I'll wait till later. <laughs> I'll meet up later. Lie. Why? We're tempted because Satan wants to gain advantage over us. We are tempted to overthrow our faith. We're tempted so he can capture us at will. We are tempted so He can destroy our, our integrity, our walk with God. So how am I tempted? The devil make me see things and desire things that are forbidden. They should have desired a tree of life. They didn't. After they sinned, then they wanted. The whole idea is to get me to do what's contrary to the law and to rebel against truth. Temptation was designed to make me sin. It was designed... To make me transgress. It didn't come from God. It didn't originate with God. Have nothing to do with God. But God said, I'm going to watch over you and make sure that God don't take you beyond the break point. But I won't stop him. But I'll give you the power to resist him. And you choose whether you give him place or no place at all. Give no place to the devil. Hallelujah. He want me to violate. I said, no, Satan, I won't. Job says, no. Joe says, how can I do this thing and sing against God? Now, most guys say, my Lord, here's my chance to, to go to bed with high, high monarchy. This is, this is good stuff. My Lord, who else wouldn't want this opportunity? Party for five? My Lord, high quality relationship. He could have talked to himself foolishly. He said, how can I? And sin against God. But look at David. David says, Boy, she sure looked good. Mm. And he said, Who is she? They said, That's Uriah's wife. That was the escape. He never took it. When they said, That's Uriah's wife, now we're leave her alone. Hands off. You know said? Bring her to me. Well, What's he doing now? He's entering into when she comes. Now, can she say no? No, he's king. He commands. He can't do nothing about it. In Africa, Nigeria, when those, those, those kings, those young kids, 16 years and under, and they want them, they said, I want that girl. They can't say no. When those tribal kings said they want that girl, you better not say no. You may lose your life. You're going to take her anyhow. 
So she can't say no. That's why God didn't punish her. Because she had no power over him. He just overthrew her. All right? And so that was a problem with David. But David didn't do what Joseph did. Now David had Joseph example to look at. Joseph said, how can I do this thing and sin against my God? Joseph also, I mean, David also had the example of Job. He knew about Job's story. Job said, why should I think upon a man? That's what he just did. But you see, he entered into temptation. But I told you, if I walk into a bar, what do you think I'm doing? I'm entering the temptation because somebody's going to hand me a drink. Somebody's going to hand me a cigarette or a drug or a crack or a sniff. Why am I going there? It's not the place for me. Why put myself where I'm struggling with temptation? <laughs> like the kids said, I'm struggling with it. I don't need to struggle with it. Now, if I get find myself in the wrong place, inadvertently, I say, God, get me out of here. Quick. Right? You see, the devil wants us to be handled to destruction. Now, you see, you know, Balaam was a smart, wicked guy. He knew that he couldn't curse Israel. And the devil, he can't curse you. He, and I told you that he can't curse you. He can't take nothing from you. And it's got to allow him to. Amen? Say amen. And Balaam couldn't curse Israel. So he said, you know what, guys? We can't curse those people. We tried. Every time we try, open my mouth. Blessing comes out. But I'll tell you how to do it. Tempt them. With what? Let them mix the boys with the girls and the girls with the boys. I want to tell you, this church got destroyed by some men and women that was in this church that mixed our youth with wrong people and they all backslid. It happened. I watch it happen. I said I watch it happen. They didn't want me around. I take these kids on trips and places. They shouldn't be going and mix them with the wrong kids. Huh? And destroy them. Those rats are going to have to ask to God one of these days. They're not getting off. Those kids are undressed in alcohol and sexual mis misappropriation behavior. Those people who did them have to pay. I don't care where they go to church. They're going to pay with their life. Balaam paid. Balaam took the children of God and commingled them. He knew it was wrong. He knew the truth. And mixed them up. And messed them up. And messed them up. And God got angry. And they all died. We you know when he died? When God got mad and went after the Midianites, he died with the Midianites. Bam says in hell and become the personification of Satan's tomb. Now you people are told to watch your kids. You don't listen to me? That's your problem. That is your problem. But they're my kid. They don't know what I believe. You don't touch my kid. And my kid don't run to people, hug people up. Amen. Oh, I lost you now. Your kids 
two kids in a situation. One kid said, I got to phone my parents first. They said, Why well, don't you do that? Tell them when you come back. He said, Oh, no, no. I got to phone my parents first and find out if I can go. Temptation was right there to disobey. I do care. If my kids start to wear hairstyle like some perverts in movies, or their clothes, or their fashion, you see, it don't matter. It's temptation. My parents. Parents fall for the temptation. Then the kids do what worldly kids does. Well, that spirit is in that clothing. That spirit is in the hairstyle. Otherwise, why would God told the priest, don't let your hair go like their hair? Why did the priest say that? Well, pastor, he don't have no kids. People told me that. Pastor, he have no kids. He don't understand. Well, guess what? You're right. I got none to die and go to hell. You have. You should care. You should care. Amen. The devil, amen, want to take the children of Israel, book of Judges, and destroy them. They were tempted to go over to the enemy camp, go to their party, go to their feast. And they did. And they lost them. They lost the revelation. When the men of God came on the scene and asked who the true God, they couldn't tell the difference. They couldn't answer. I'm not going for hell for nobody in this church. I don't care who don't like me. It doesn't matter. A lot of folks will pass you the bad preacher. You may think so. I think I'm a nice guy. I like me. <laughs> How to overcome temptation? Yield not. Number two, shun the appearance of evil. And by the way, guys, don't let your boys wear tight pants so tight to look like they got two hamburger slices at the back of their pants. That clothing should not define their shape. Lord have mercy. Ladies, DPL means displaced person. You figure out what it means. We don't want to see that. Shun the appearance of evil. Give no place to the devil. Number four. Touch not. Taste not. Look not. Covenant. Make covenant with your eye. Number, and number six. Keep your body in subjection. Number seven. Flee youthful lust. Number eight. Resist the devil. <coughs> when I was working in Edmonton, and I take the secretary home, you know, she's a pretty girl, a very cute kid. And, and I'm single, and and she's single, and she's a nice girl. And this bus factor's on, boss said, now you drive her home because you got no car. Come to the vehicle. Come to my, come to my room. My God, what is going to happen when I go up there? What's going to happen? I'll be entering into temptation. And why is she so mad because I won't come? You see, see that man or the devil in her that's mad. The devil in her got mad. Right? They call me Holy Joe. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I didn't trust me, nor her. Hello, you boy got a pretty scented, mostly quiet. Boy, if you drop a pen, bing. You know what? The agents of temptation are my thoughts, my peers, 
the environment I hang around in, the abundance of hardness, loneliness, the world and worldliness, and exposure to porn. Peep so. I finally opened my mind, ladies, you are just a piece of skeleton with flesh on. That's all you are. And there's no such thing as nice legs you can't eat it unless you're cannibals. There's no such thing as nice legs. She needs to walk on. Hello? And those fancy breasts, no breasts, a bunch of muscles. It's all it is, grizzles. You can't eat it. Only good for babies. If you know any other reason, come and tell me. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell me. Keep it yourself. <laughs> Hello? But the devil lied to us. He butter up humanity just to destroy us. Hello? Men overthrow women. Women overthrow men. Back and forth. And he just said, that was lie. Mess us up. Come on, church. Let's 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 shun the appearances of evil. Here's why Satan succeed. He uses my needs and your needs. We got five senses, and the devil works through them. Hello. Number two, he lies about promises. He never deliver, and never discuss the consequences of an act. Nobody gets shot. One thing with movies, the bad boy always gets shot. One thing with movies, the bad boy always gets killed. But he inclined, he gets shot. They always die. That's one good thing about movies, they always get caught. Now, are you hypocrites? You know you've watched all the life. Is that true? Yes, they get caught. Number three, the devil, he operates in the world of unbelief. Number four, he want my conscience to be seared. Number five, he want me to justify my wrongdoing. Number six, he want me to blame circumstance, but never my action. Number seven, he took take me when I'm the weakest moment physically. And number eight, if I'm double minded, he's gonna mess me up. Amen. I found there's no super Christian anywhere. These are some people that are made up mind. But I'm not going to go that route. That's not my value. Now, I know I'm taking a little bit length of your time here, but stay with the church. Who knows? God can deliver somebody tomorrow. Amen. I'm not more spiritual than you, nor you than me. It's just that some of us overcome and some don't. That's all there is. Why am I tempted? Right? Because Satan wanted to overthrow me. How about Satan, man? He tempted him still. To put him in hell. Add more sin to sin. But what must I do if I'm tempted, Lord? You know what I should do. God said, resist the devil. You become a resistant force. And he will flee from thee. Right? Consider the consequence of what he's asking you to do. Sin will take you and me further than we're ready to go. Or we plan to go. Cost you more than you're willing to pay. Is that true? Amen? And drop you left to laugh at you when you're all in the dull room. Amen. All right? The devil don't tell you that 
Punishment is the outcome of sin. He lies. He's the one to go to hell, but he wants you to go there. You know, remember, yielding is sin for a little season. Let's face it. If, it, if sin wasn't nice and, 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 and enticing, what would you do? When I, when I got drunk, I, before I got drunk, I enjoyed it. When I smoked cigarettes, I, I had fun. When I committed sin, it feels good. It's the after effect I didn't like. And I couldn't choose the after effect. It just came with the program. It was a full package. I decided the way to deal with after effect, drop the whole thing completely and live for God. Let's worship God. Amen. Remember, when yielding, you end up worse off than you plan to. It takes you further than you're willing to go. It costs more than you're able to pay and destroy all the relationship you have in one day. In one day! Adam and Eve lost everything. He said, Pastor, he quit talking to me. They want to go home. This is boring. This is sick. No, it's not. Your kids have temptation every day. When they go to school, they make a decision which way to go, which way to stand. You got to teach them how to take a stand for God. They watch how you stand. All right? Amen. When Adam and Eve yielded, look what happened to them. Fear came on. Nakedness came on. Condemnation came on. Punishment came on. Separation came on. And an ill will between them and God came on. Why? Because of one little temptation. Praise God. I hope my wife never takes side with me if I'm sinning. I hope she's smart to, to help me out of it rather than join me in it. I've been, I've been mad at her she did. Get me out of it. Tell me, you're wrong. Well, you don't talk to me like that. We say, fool, somebody's talking to you. <laughs> Hello? Because woe is you if no one speaks to you. I tell you are wrong. Hello? Praise God. Because of temptation, we got crime. we got sin, mass murder. we got war, broken homes, broken relationships. Amen? You know, there's these girls on the radio and TV that come on and say, Oh, we can have a sweet night tonight. First of all, you'll never see their faces. You never touch them. They're talking. You put their money in a slot machine and they put a slot. And many of their good wives and their good family for that nonsense. And all those girls are slaves and go home crying. And most of them are single parents. Hello? Amy, give it to whoredom. All right? Addiction and war and strife come because of temptation. Hallelujah. A lot of people walking in the street that should be in prison. They haven't been caught yet. But they should be in prison. Let's worship Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. My, I'm almost worrying you guys today. I can see it. Really, they can see it on their faces. Says, cut it down, preacher. No, I can't. Tomorrow, who knows who needed tomorrow? Victims of, of temptation become the devil's fool. We promise them unrealistic promises. Every drug pusher and dope dealer try to get rich. They got money they can't spend. Hello? Have they killed people and don't get off the hook? They get caught eventually. All right? Because of temptation, we have drug addiction. They expect a high and up with a low. Alcoholism, they try to forget their problem and up with distress and not, no relief in sight. Fornicators look for love and end up with disease. Hello? Thieves try to 
Amen. Get rich quick and end up in prison. Liars. Amen. Tell lies to escape and be charged per perjury. Murderers. Amen. Hide their crime, the perfect crime, and get found and lose their life later on. And stop our innocent life. Why? Because of temptation. Temptation promised and never delivers. It lies. Jesus said, if it were not so, I would have told you. Porn promised gratification. But all it did is, <laughs> is sexual disease. Is that true? Amen. And the devil, amen, ultra victory is temptation. Why? Why are you so successful? Because people yield to him. Let's pray right now. Let's pray against him right now. Let's pray against him right now. The ultimate victory of temptation is condemnation, bondage to sin, servant to Satan, corruption. You know, the government today are giving in to temptation. They're passing laws that they know their grandfather would turn around the grave if they heard their son pass a law. Hello? They allow immorality that their parents would, would turn in their graves. Government was squinch to know what's going on today. Why? Because <coughs> of temptation. Many become victims of temptation. I see addicts. I see covenant breakers in mirrors. I see perjurers in covenants. I see crime getting more, uh, more prevalent. I see atrocities happening, abusers, and the abuse because temptation is running rampant in our world. People are being tempted. It's on the street. People are daring you to do things that are wrong because of their devil. It's all temptation. And the problem is the failure in conscience. Conscience is seared. Truth is falling in the street. People have broken relationship. Let me tell you, my friend, if you're still married and got your good wife and good husband, thank God for that. The next girl will not be sweeter and nicer. Amen. If you draw the picture, they got the same shape, maybe the same weight, same height. Nothing is new. It's just a promise in the fog. Broken relationship with God. People let the standard down. False doctrine. For bigger churches. Drop holiness. For bigger crowd. For better buildings, so called. They drop all these things. We see broken promises to employers. Close friends break up. Broken family. But last but not least, if you want to recover from falling, in a temptation and got defeated. You can fall in temptation and not be defeated. You can come out of temptation. What's the first thing to do? Well, Lord, I was brought into captivity to sin and servitude and bondage. I want God to bring me out of condemnation and guilt and fear. And how do I start? Number one, acknowledge. 
acknowledge. Now, I know therapists and these psychologists, they justify our crime. They do. And they write off as genetics. You're not responsible. It's not true. God will never judge your chromosomes. He will never judge it. I promise you, he won't. He won't judge your your genetics. He will judge you for the deeds done in your body. Right? To recover as a fallen victim to temptation is acknowledgement. Esau couldn't do that, so Esau died foolishly. Saul couldn't do it, so he died foolishly. But to acknowledge, David did all those things. David acknowledged his, his problem. And he had a remorseful attitude towards it. Then there's confession. Then there is repentance. Then there is a forsaken. Then there is a cutting off of the occasion. In other words, person, places, pride, and things. Get away from it. Cut off the occasion. Put away the vices that brought you to it. The paraphernalia that you use. And the influence that brought you where you are. Put it up. Purge out the leaven from the lump. Avoid certain persons in your life. Get rid of their address or their phone numbers. Get into their contact. Lose connection with them. Forget the place you used to visit. Don't go there anymore. Get a spiritual pride. Let them know you've arrived. Amen. I had a better life. I found a new life. I'm a new person. I put on the old man. I put on the new man. I yield myself now servant to Christ and not to the devil. Satan, you're not my boss. When he comes talking to me, he says, Satan... You can't talk to me. You don't own me. You're not my boss. You're not my God. You have no right to tell me what to do. Get out of my life. That's how I talk to the devil. Very plainly. Sometimes verbally, outwardly spoke spoke the word. And sometimes inward. I said, no, you're wrong. I contradict him with the word of God. What am I doing? I'm giving no place to the devil. Amen. I choose to walk away. I walk away. I'm not going that route. I know. Hey, you can feed when you're walking into your weaknesses. Walk away from it. Come on, turn around. Start walking. Move out of the place. Amen. Don't be idle. Don't be lonely. Get in touch with God. Seek deliverance. Resist the source of temptation. Hello. Church, we need this. If we're going to survive in these last days, because the world will take you back. But I'm glad I'm off that track. Let's all stand. Now, Sunday morning, everybody came here. We all shouted. Well, that don't mean we're all going to heaven. I told my wife this morning, or this afternoon, Jesus said 5,000, 3,000, 7,000 with them, with only 11 were saved. The crowd followed him, but they were not changing. Hello. And he called them little flock. I want to be saved. Saved from what? Myself. The first person I want to save from, not the devil, is myself. I want to save from myself. I don't trust myself. I don't care what you say. I don't trust me. So I'm not going to walk in that situation. I don't trust me. Hallelujah. I'm just as carnal as the devil himself, so I'm not going to go there. I'm going to avoid the appearance of evil. I'm going to keep my body in subjection. That's when I preach and teach to others, I become a castaway. I want to be saved. And I must learn to say no to the devil. I'm not going to look 
that way. I'm not going to walk that way. I'm not going to practice that way. I chose not to. Now we go on a cruise. And I, I, I'd rather pay the price to stay somewhere secluded. I didn't go where those naked bodies are. First of all, look like, I won't say it. I ain't going to go there. I don't want to see their nakedness. It's going to attract me. It's going to turn me on. I'm not turned on. Not by that. I'm not some baby dog. Why don't I want to see that? And those same people, if they were walking downtown, Broadway in New York, and the wind blew the clothes up, you know what they would do? Cut it down. But just... Just, just skimpy, put on that bikini thing and paint it red and blue, qualify it to walk around like that. There's no impression there, friend. Learn to submit to God tonight. God, I used to be hooking cigarettes. I used to. The devil commanded me to smoke, and I did smoke. He commanded me to lie, and I didn't lie. He was my boss. I was a servant of sin. I was sold on the sin. It's the truth. And I was in bondage to sin until Jesus Christ was introduced to my life. And I realized I can live a better life. I can live without condemnation. I realized if I submit to God and resist the devil to flee from me, I learn to walk away. I learn to consider the consequences and to pray. There is a better way. Look, man, I can tonight, I can tonight walk downtown and buy a bottle of whiskey and drink it, and God won't stop me. But when I pray, I say, God, lead me not in temptation. Oh, God, keep me from all evil. For thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power and the glory. You can keep me, God. You brought me this far. Take me the rest of the way. I don't want to yield. I don't want to be a victim of the devil. Oh, God, keep me clean. All right? You know how you give place to, or displace the devil? Give attention to the reading of the Word of God. Pack your mind up with the Word of God. Get your mind on God. Set your affection on things above. Amen. Stop spending your money up your nose. <laughs> Stop poisoning your system with alcohol. Amen. Put your clothes on, it's cold outside. Or it's too hot. Gird up your loins of your mind. Amen. What sort of things are lovely? Think of those things. What sort of things are pure? What sort of things are just? I ain't talking to nobody. Nothing I can't say to the presence of my wife. I'm not texting nobody nothing I could have shown my wife. Absolutely not. I'll show my text message right here. I got nothing to hide. Praise God. You know what? Because somebody bigger than her is already watching me. Jesus Christ. That's the one to fear. You fear Him. Hallelujah. What's the things that are lovely? What's the things that are pure or just? Think on these things. Get your mind on God. No, I didn't make merry. Only two places I'm going to make merry. Church, home. Church, home. And most of the time my wife is with me. That's where I want to live. I want to live the way it pleases God. I'm not going down there to look at people or things. I want you tonight to challenge the ideation of sin. So Satan, don't count me one of those kids of Belial. I'm not one of them. I don't take orders from you.
I don't want nothing you offer me. Keep it. Shove it in your nose. <laughs> Burn with it. Don't offer it to me. If Jesus can't give it, I don't need it. Remember, church, we are what we think on who we associate with and what we entertain. Now, I have this book here. Anybody, anybody who's wrestling with temptation, you need this book. They're real good. If a serpent bit you, we got some antidote to help you out. But you want to tell you, friend? Look at Romans telling me in chapter 5. Here. Look at these pictures right here. Look at these pictures. Look at the serpent. Sometimes people, if God opened your eyes, a living man look like a serpent later on. Or a woman. Hello? We also have here. That's right here. Bondage. Everybody on Skid Row tonight. In the bars. Everybody in the bars tonight. On drugs. It's not, a, it's not that they're wicked. They were tempted. Out of suggestion by the devil. And they yielded to it. Because they're lonely. Amen. They're weak. They got no power. But he shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost to come upon you. Satan would love to get this church and sift it like wheat. He would love to see everybody in this church fall. If he could, he would. But we keep him out by loving truth. Drawing nigh to God. Giving no place to the devil. Have our minds set upon Jesus. Fear God. Keep his commandments. And God said, I will keep you the rest of the way. I don't know about you, but I know when I got saved, in answer to two, God made me a promise. I said, God, I can't live this life. I just can't do it. I tried. I failed. God said, I will take you the rest of the way if you just listen to me. I find no fault in Jesus. Everybody is tempted. Adam and Eve, they wished they'd never listened to the serpent. Instead of now having access to the tree of life, they were kicked out because the devil said, Hath God said? They should have said, Yes, God said it. Take a walk. Let's bow your hands to Jesus. Lord Jesus, tonight we come to the end of this service. Sometimes we shout, other times we pout. But tonight we can't do without 